0: You guys have heard me talk a lot about this program that I'm creating and I basically met with eight of the world's top listing agents and recorded their candid, no holds barred interviews with sellers and what they say to a seller, what they don't say to a seller, how they get a listing. We've broken it down into six chapters. It's about 12 hours of video and uh, we're going to be selling it as a course. But up until then, up until the point that it's ready, offering 30 minutes of it that you could watch for free and kind of beta test for me. Tell me what you like about it, what you don't like about it. So if you want to beta test this and you want to check out some of it for free, the section I'm giving away free is on touching And rapport building. I know that sounds odd, but each of the agents I talked to had ideas of where to touch. Like don't touch a guy on his hands uh, unless it's a handshake and stuff like that. And there's also a bunch of stuff on rapport building, you know, like what to say and how to find commonality and just all kinds of neat stuff. So if you want to watch that, you get it for free. Go to hybendigital.com backslash rebus. hybendigital.com backslash rebus. And you'll get a free copy of that and let me know what you think of it. Thanks. Okay, Rockstar Nation, we have a spectacular returning guest. Yes, one that sold 875 houses last year i have the easy sales team greg and mike on the phone from cleveland ohio and man there is some incredible stuff that uh, we are about to talk about so without further ado greg Mike, welcome back to pat Hyman interviews real estate rock stars
1: we're thrilled to be here
2: pat thanks pat
0: So, listen, uh, why don't you kind of reintroduce yourself to everybody, kind of give them an update on how your year went last year, and uh, let them know who you are so they can get to know you better.
1: Okay. Last year was a a pretty exciting year for us. We wound up doing $143 million worth of business, uh, 874 units. We expanded into two cities using the Keller Williams Expansion Program. Um, We now are... In Cleveland, Columbus, and Cincinnati, so we did our expansion all within the state of Ohio. Thought that was a pretty simpler way to do it to to get started. Sure, we're we're very excited about what the uh, uh, what 2016 has to offer. We're already eight million ahead of last year, so we're pretty excited mm. about that. Wow, um, we are. We're continuing to grow. We've we figured out a way to make everything scalable. And so we're very excited about bringing more people onto the team and still providing value to our team members so that they want to be here, want to grow with us. So it's a, it's a pretty exciting time here in Cleveland, Ohio.
0: That, that, that's amazing. Now, I remember the first time we met or uh, officially sat down and spent time together was when you came on the show originally. And you guys, first of all, you were one of my, I think you were from one of the first 10 shows. And it, and it was over ten. It was over two years ago. Believe it or not,
1: that was a long time ago. That
0: that we did that, and a lot has changed in two years, right? Like, how many houses were you selling two years ago?
1: So two years ago, we did about four hundred seventy-five houses for eighty-seven million. Okay. So we've been uh, we've been steadily increasing.
0: Yeah, and you're looking at almost doubling that in a three-year period.
1: That's correct. That's right.
0: Okay, so let's get to some nitty-gritty and find out what exactly you are doing to double that. First of all, so 143 mil, what was the GCI on that?
1: 3.650.
0: Wow. And what's your profit margin on that?
1: Our profit margin is about 23%.
0: Which is great because that is about eight hundred thousand dollars, right? Well, twenty percent would be uh seven hundred and twenty and then three percent. So yeah, you got uh yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. So about eight hundred grand you guys are partners, you both take four hundred, is that kinda how you you break things up? Uh yes. Okay. <laughs>
2: and thank you for outing us on national yeah 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 that's all right hey
0: there's been a lot of people on here make way more than that net so i'm just teasing you but but we're, we're really happy
2: with that and um part of the part of the plan and part of the system of that is we're actually most proud of the amount of people we've brought along with us on the success and not just on our team but financially as well so when you start to break that out I mean, we've done very well for ourselves, and by the way, in Cleveland, Ohio, you're doing pretty well if that's your that's yeah, your financial yeah. world. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, our cost of living is lower than the rest of the country, but uh, the other folks on our team, uh, we have a really good story to tell. So,
1: so Pat, twelve people on our team made six figures. That's really? my favorite stat on the whole team. That's
0: that's that's awesome. That's hard to do.
1: That's right. There's the three teams that I know of that that do that.
0: I don't. System. It used to be easier, but that, that, that's hard to do nowadays. That, that's great. Okay, so how?
1: How? We have, a, we have a, a couple of things. We have a commission split that allows people to get there and to, ma- and to meet their goals as well. We also have agents. We have agents on our team. We don't have buyers and buyer specialists and listing specialists. We have full-time agents who don't sit around and wait for leads from us. We always say that leads are a vitamin. They're not their whole meal. If they want to be a good realtor, they got to provide their own stuff.
0: Mm. And
1: so we have agents who have goals of their own to be successful on the team and to get to get to levels that they would not necessarily get to by themselves. And so we set a culture up of not waiting for leads and then building your own business, and we're going to teach you how to do that. and We're going to make an awful good realtor, and because of our commission splits, You're not going to
0: leave us. So your retention is great then, huh?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. We're very proud of that too. Yeah. The, the amount, a, a lot of folks, um, you know, are surprised by how large our team is, but the part I think that most folks miss when they look at the size is the only way you can be that large is when you don't have people leaving, you know, bring six on and only one stays. So we usually, we have a very, very good retention rate. And, um, and going back to the commission, we have a basic philosophy of like uh, our coach calls us the uh, Costco of real estate. So we're fine taking a little bit of commission dollar from a lot of people. So there, there's actually method to our madness.
0: So specifically, what's that mean? What the, I'm an agent on your team. What do I get paid?
2: So you so you get
1: a, you actually get a sliding scale, and it slides every year. You pretty much start out at um, – on any team lead, it's a 50-50. Yep. And you always get a 50. And quite frankly, if we pay a referral fee for that team lead, we pay it on our side, they get 50. Because our philosophy is no one should ever make less than 50% on a deal. Oh, wow. Secondly, you start out your own deals at, without getting, it's pretty complicated actually, but in general, just say for the first 3 million, you make 65% on your own deals. For the next million, you make 75, 85, 95. After $6 million, you pay us $100 a deal. And you – hopefully hopefully everyone on my team gets to that because if they do, Greg and I have made a lot of money and, we've, and our team members have made a ton of money as well.
0: Yeah, now, I love it.
1: I love all, it. Go ahead. And so here – but here's the key to that. When you have a commission split like that – and I'm not saying that that's the exact right numbers. Someone could do something different but in the, with the same philosophy – a $12 million dollar producer can stay on your team and never feel like they're, they're they have to leave because it's too expensive. because we look at our team as our team members are our clients. and Greg and I have team value services that we provide and for each member that's different. And if we don't provide those services, they're going to go make money for somebody else. And so we, we look at them as clients. So on our organizational structure, the team is actually on the top and Greg and I are underneath them. And if the team does well, Greg and I do really well. So for instance, so just to give you an idea, last year out of those 874 units, under 200 were team leads. That means that 674 plus were brought in by their sphere because we are working
0: with our agents to become better realtors. Really? Wow. Wow okay well, there's a couple of things oh, man my, my mind is spinning now so there's two things I want to find out first of all how did you double your business in three years and no, and number two how do you get uh, 674 sphere of influence leads out of your agents without having to spend money to you know supply them and keep them fed like crack cocaine that so many agents <laughs> on teams are, are addicted to so uh, and maybe they're, they're the, maybe the answer is the same but first of all let's let's find out how specifically would you say you went from 800 to you know i mean from uh 475
2: to 875 and they kind of are 2 in 1 two two questions same answer generally speaking but we focus on the individual agent our client our team member on our team so how do you so if you have ten people and you need to double your business that means all ten people need to double their personal business so it's a win win we've invested in them we focus on their business individually and if we can get them to double their business then obviously the whole team doubles so accountability all the way down to the individual level um, and I think the second part of the question was retention and focusing on the value or the what the what the clients need meaning what our team members need not everybody's on the team just for money they're you know they they respect the value we've made them better realtors we hope to um a lot of them a lot of them are very good realtors but they needed administrative help so boom we fill that void hmm. a lot of them are succeeding but they're alone they want to have a team they want to they want to succeed like uh, I always talk about uh, Vegas, for example. I like playing craps because I like winning with a group of people. Other people like winning by themselves, like poker, you know, where they're just by themselves. So, um, a lot of people have different reasons for being on the team, and our job is to to fill that void. And so by focusing on focusing on the individual at all times, um, our business continues to double. And, and I know we can get into more functional, like, exactly how that happens. But that's generally the philosophy of how we doubled our business. The other thing is is that we have a scalable business here. So we've added a lot of people. We've got
1: a lot of people who like our value proposition. And we
2: haven't lost anyone. You know, we really, we really don't lose anyone either.
0: Like, we lost
1: someone last week just because her husband got this fantastic offer in uh, Boca Raton. Oh so, I guess. So, that, so
0: that doesn't count. I that, mean so your your commission splits are very very attractive. Now who pays the broker fees or the franchise fees?
1: The agent pays the cap and the royalty. Um that's where you get into a little bit more complicated. I was just trying yep. to make the splits. Yeah, no,
0: no, no. It's good. It's it's good. Well they're
1: paying the cap, there's a a little bit of a difference. But so we contribute a little bit, but generally they, that comes out of their checks.
0: Okay. Okay. So here's the thing, you know, and I've seen this year after year after year, um, uh, you know, 27 years of working with teams in real estate. And you know, people set goals in January or December. And a lot of times they two X what they did the year before. It's just easy to do. I sold 20 houses this year. I'm going to sell 40 next year. Right. They go into it by January 15th. You know, they've forgotten all about it. By December 15th, you know, they may have sold one more than they may have sold 21 instead of 20. So how? what is the EZ team doing to ensure that this agent who sets a goal to double their business actually does it?
1: Okay, so most of our agents aren't setting goals to double their business. They're setting their goals to increase it 30%, um, 35%. We actually sit down at the end of the year and we go through goals individually. And then our, our team goal becomes the aggregate of that. And I say to my agents, all right, let's say someone did $4 million a year and they say, you know, I'm doing $8 million this year, Mike. I sit down and say, exactly what are you changing to accomplish that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we go through some realistic assessment of, uh, of that and what they're willing to, to contribute. And we do have people who double their business. We have people who do the same business it's, it's it's it's
0: so you encourage you encourage them to be realistic thirty percent but then how do, how do I even add one deal on top of it what do you what do you tell them and how do you keep them accountable
1: we, we, we look at what we look at what they're doing if 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 you know last year they did fifteen open houses in the year well and they want to do thirty percent more they better be doing some more open houses or right? they better be doing some more sphere of influence activities and we go through everything. It's actually on an individual basis. That's the key for us. Everyone feels like an individual here that's working hard on their personal business within the scope of the, of the easy sales team so that, so that we figure it out. And on any one person, that it would be different. Some, you know, I have an agent on my team. She, her business increases by the number of cocktail parties she goes to because she's tied in. So go to more cocktail parties. I mean, truthfully. That's so she increases her business. So, so it's kind
0: of an analysis of where your business comes from now, and then kind of amplifying that.
1: How to do more? How to and 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 so here's here's what Greg and I have learned in order for us to continue to give these kind of value services. Because now there's a lot of people who would like to be on the team. Obviously, it's a success. They see people coming to us, selling a million and a half at a con, at a conventional brokerage, and all of a sudden they're five million dollar producers after a year or two. Um, and so we have a lot of people wanting to come on. So we have a, we now have a mentorship program in which we some of our top agents have taken on the role as mentor because I was being spread thin in terms of in terms of the coaching. Mm. So um, we have a sort of a small compensation package for people who want to help other agents do better, and that pretty much makes us scalable because it's no longer me trying to spread myself too thin. Because how our business works. Is Greg runs the marketing, the recruiting, and the
2: organization stuff,
1: of, the, yeah. of the of the of the company, and I run the practice of real estate. I'm an old real estate attorney. That's just my background. I'm a problem solver. I, I'm the guy who um, makes sure deals close. We have a 96 and percent close rate after a contract's been written, which is a lot what? higher than the average. What? How? Six and a
0: half. How? All right,
1: because because we don't just give up. We we. Try to create creative solutions. Let me get, can I give you an example of that real quick?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I want to know. Yeah. All
1: right. Short sale. We had a short sale, and um, the guy could bring five thousand to the table. He didn't want to do a short sale. He didn't want to ruin his credit. It was it was a five thousand dollar problem. He could bring it to the table. That's all he had. Um, appraisal comes in seven thousand low. We had a seven thousand dollar problem. So I'm either doing a short sale on that deal. The commission was about ninety five hundred. Or what did I do? I went and I told him, I said, look, I know you're a good guy. You're going to pay me. I'm going to save you from a short sale. I'm going to, re- I'm going to take $7,000 of my commission in a promissory note, and you're going to pay me 300 $400 a month, but you're not going to ruin your credit because of that. And I'm going to get paid every month, and we made it a comfortable payment that he could do, but here's the thing your debt to me isn't done until I hear these words. And I'll just say Joe Smith. Okay. Joe Smith referred me and I need to hear that three times. That's part of the debt on the promissory note. Mm. So instead of having a short sale that wouldn't have gone because he wasn't going to do the short sale, he just would have suffered in this house or something. I don't know what he would have done. Instead of having that short sale that would have taken a while, I took my money in a promissory note. I got paid every penny and I got six referrals from him over the years. Wow. So those kind of creative solutions for closing a deal, I, I'm guessing that a lot of people wouldn't, be do, wouldn't, wouldn't do that.
0: No, not at wouldn't, all. No, wouldn't, no. Wouldn't
1: come up with that. So that's a good example of a creative solution to a, to a deal. You know, sometimes you get a, a request for repairs on a home after an inspection and there's 16 things and realtors, you know, throw their hands up and say, there's 16 things, it's not, it's, you shouldn't have a laundry list, et cetera. Well, sometimes you just got to look at the 16 things. Six of them. <laughs> yeah. Six of them are GFCIs that need to be installed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Probably.
1: It's actually one thing. They just laid it out wrong. There's, you know. So I make my agents take a step back and say, "How do we get this closed? What are we going to do? What creative thing can we do? What what creative thing can we say to the other side?" Another example is you get a bad appraisal. I had a bad appraisal recently. It was an eight thousand dollar difference. My client could come up four thousand. Mm. I called the other side and I said, "Great news! This house didn't appraise." If you can come up with $4,000, my client's willing to give a $4,000 additional credit, which means that's a, a, an infinity return on your $4,000 investments. You were willing to pay 320 for this house anyway. Now you're going to pay 316 if you bring 4000 to the table. You're never going to get that investment
2: again. That's a totally different way of looking at an appraisal that went bad.
0: Right, and, right.
2: And Pat, not everybody's going to have, you know, Mike, who's a, you know, who has his law degree and can solve problems, you know, complex problems. But I think the lesson for your listeners here is to just look at every challenge a different way. It's not a dead deal. I mean, fight, fight, fight until, you know, try to find a creative solution. And something I I really didn't do until I started partnering with Mike and I realized there's... There are solutions. It's our job as realtors to do a couple things. One, take the emotion out of it. It's our job not to be emotional about these situations. And two, come up with creative solutions. It's our job. It's what, they're, it's what we're getting paid to do, as opposed to, well, it didn't appraise. Let's go find another house. Um, and I, I think that's what keeps our closure rate so high and us so profitable.
0: Okay. So tell me about your expansion teams. Like you have team offices in how many different cities other than the, your main hub there?
1: We have a hub in Cleveland, uh, Columbus, and Cincinnati.
0: Columbus, okay, so two which, others.
1: Which, by the way, are is an hour and fifty-minute drive the way I drive, and a three and a half-hour drive. Wow, it, might, it so, might be two and four. If, so um, let, let's
0: say two and four. Okay, so so once two hours. Uh, okay, so why did you choose to go two hours and four hours away rather than a half an hour or forty minutes away, like a lot of other people have expanded?
2: Well, I, I think it's sort of the ink blot mentality. I believe Walmart, I believe, is the one that came up with that. Which is your service area is naturally going to bleed like like a pen on a map. You know, if you were just to hold down a felt tip pen on a map, it would bleed into a certain portion of the the city. I think that can naturally happen from your hub, um, and we do actually bleed pretty far. I mean, we are Greater Cleveland. We 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 have all of Greater Cleveland covered in a significant way. But in order to reach out and truly expand, there is no way for us to actually you know, um, have the relationship, the sphere of influence in Columbus and Cincinnati without expanding with a team leader and under the same value system and the same culture that we have up here in Cleveland. And that's that's what we're focused on. That's, that's why we've just, reached. And just to give
1: you the full flavor of that, we have uh, agents on our team who cross over a lot of offices to be on our team. So we have people 45 miles to the east of us Fifty-five miles, no, fifty-five miles to the east of us, forty-five miles to the south of us, and seventy-five miles to the west of us. Who choose to be on the easy sales team and hold their license in Westlake, Ohio?
0: Yeah, that's cool. That's, that's cool. Of
1: the values that we're providing, right? So, so that's why
2: we—that's why we're not local, that's,
0: and they—and they don't need to come to the office.
2: And no, no. no. And that that's where technology obviously has taken us. So I mean, right. you, you can you can do a lot of things with uh, tools and technology. Right, and we
1: talked about a lot of my part of the business so far. The truth is, is that I'm is the most fortunate realtor on the planet to have Greg as my partner because he's generally considered the most internet savvy realtor around. Okay. Know?
0: So so what specific technology can you recommend to our listeners so they can have some actionable content and some stuff that they could take away from this? What's something What, what, what specifically are you using to make it so that your agents don't ever have to come to the office?
2: Right. And a lot of these are very well-known technologies. It's a matter of applying the technology. So this isn't going to shock or surprise too many people, but maybe there's some listeners out there that are newer to the industry that will find value in this. But when you're trying to Run a business and the money you don't spend, you don't have to make. So our profit margins are good because we're really, really focused on um, keeping our costs down. And technology is a fantastic way to do that. So Dropbox for 100 bucks a month, unlimited. So Dropbox, obviously an online web, web tool that puts everything in the cloud. So we set up folders for all of our team members in all the different cities. And the minute they drop it in there, it's immediately on my desktop. So it's actually faster than if they were sitting in the same office with me and I said, print it out and hand it to me. It's, you know what I mean? That technology alone is, is, is a great file service um, from a voice service or from a, you know, right now we're using Skype, which is an obvious, you know, that's an obvious tool you can use. We actually use GoToMeeting, um, and we have our uh, biweekly meetings, uh, team meetings, and then our Columbus Cincinnati office can connect through that um, and, and give you know give the same information. So uh, Dot Loop, which is uh, the same you know electronic signatures, I think most realtors, most brokerages are all using that now. I mean, that's really allowed this a lot. Mostly, that's what's I'd say that's probably the most valuable. Piece of technology that's come into play for real estate in the last, you know, decade is uh, online signatures. So when you tie all that together, you know, and it's the internet base. I mean, we've got niche websites. I'm already doing lead capture in both Columbus and Cincinnati. I do it in Pittsburgh. Quite frankly, I've you know, it's like our, our future markets that we would expand to. You know, you want to start the lead generation now, so start creating websites and different niche uh, lead capture systems. So, I mean, I spend my whole day on a MacBook Pro and I just do my thing. So,
0: no, <laughs> no, now, now technically, couldn't you just make your Columbus address a ghost address with all this technology, where you don't even need to have brick and mortar there?
2: Uh, Well, see, that's the thing. I think real estate, and I I think that's everybody's uh, golden goose they're trying to find. I, I personally, me, Greg Erlanger, I don't believe that exists. I believe that you have to have feet on the street. Relationships matter. Real estate will always be a local business. I think if Zillow could make us go away, they would. Uh, meaning, realtors. I don't think that will ever happen. So, even for us to think that we could just be in Cleveland and create that local look and feel to just remotely sell houses in Columbus. I, I personally, that's my opinion. People. So, so, create- but
0: you have you have agents there, right? You have agents that live there. But what about the actual desks and and, and all that? Do you need that, or do you? And do so- you have that? And, and what does it look like?
1: So we have desks in the office for agents, but all the administration is handled in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's a good point. Yeah, so that I think the desks are still important. They need to go. For me, for example, I have a wonderful home office. I don't. I'm not productive in it. I get up every day. I get you know. I get cleaned up, and I come to the office, and I have a very productive day when I'm at work. And I think there's still a lot of value in that.
0: Hmm. Okay. That's okay. what
2: we believe. And
0: and so, and do you just have a, uh, does everyone share like a big uh, surfboard type of uh, table like in an Apple store or do you have individual desks or what's it look like?
2: Oh, no. I mean, it, what's nice. Um, part, well, and this is specific. I mean, this is different brokerages do this differently, but um, part of the Keller Williams expansion solution is. Um, we actually partner in those offices. So those Keller Williams offices, we're actually in a brokerage in Columbus, in a brokerage of Keller Williams in Cincinnati. And then those, what's great is the team leaders and the fo- the, the leadership of those offices are focused on the growth of our team and of, of us succeeding in those cities. So it's really it's kind of a win win there. They're helping us grow. If we grow, then they make more profit in that office. Um, so we actually have offices, front desk, you know, the whole nine, just like any real estate office. Pat,
1: if you expand into a, a city. That well, Greg grew up in Columbus, so he he knew Columbus pretty well. But you're expanding into a city, and you're trying to develop realtors and to to come to your team. Because even though the Easy Sales team is the number one in units in the entire state, we're still nothing in Columbus because we hadn't sold anything prior to expansion. So there has to be some hey, you're really here, part of this. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, hey, you're, we're just going to run it remotely and you right, just be right. part of my – you have to make an investment and you, have to, and you have to be there. The other benefit is I have to tell you that our, um, our, the two offices that we chose, in both scenarios, the OP and the team leader are awesome and they've helped us a great deal in terms of recruiting. And, and they've, they, they're looking out for us because they know Cincinnati and Columbus want a version of the Cleveland office down there. Because they're big winners if we create the same thing we created up here, so so they're really a, you get a lot of benefit from going to the right office and, and really spending time figuring out which office is the right office for you, which culture is the right culture for what you want to create. The other part of this is, is that this is our feeling, and you know this may be contrarian a little bit, but we truly believe that hiring out be having an expansion director we don't know how that works Greg and I are actively involved in developing those offices we created the culture up here and we're best able to create the culture do you,
0: do you drive down there
1: yes Greg and I just so you know Greg and I take turns every week we miss a couple weeks here and there one of us goes down one week the next the, ne- the other one goes down the next week we
0: feel we need like, like it stay there the whole week or just a day or what just a, day, a day, day, or day or two okay and, and just th-
1: have a presence there
0: and how long have you had these two expansion offices?
1: since uh, since actually I just looked at it today. it was April that we wrote the checks. Oh, okay yes, April April.
0: April. So <laughs> almost a year now now have have you separated the finances? can you do you know if you've profited from them?
1: i I know exactly what happened the first year <laughs> we We lost about seven thousand dollars from the combined efforts.
0: That's not bad. But, right, you know exactly. that's not bad
1: exactly this year, I think both of them are going to be uh offices where we put money back into into our pockets out
0: i mean I mean, you made three million dollars uh you know, so seven thousand is not is is, is that's right. chunk have, change that's less than two it's two two point one percent or whatever, but
1: it's not even it's like point yeah. oh two right <laughs> right oh,
0: that's right, yeah yeah even yeah
1: so so. The truth is is that is that we have the wherewithal because we built our our hub first I'm not sure and I don't know this and this may be saying some against somebody else and everything I'm not sure a eight million dollar producer should be thinking of expansion I think you need to i think you just sort of need to max out your own location first
0: so, so so how many houses do you think you have to sell in each location in order to start being profitable
1: not a lot remember that we we the first few months we were just I mean, we made some mistakes. We had capital expenditures we had as well. had capital expenditures that I'm putting into those things. I think that if we if we start selling really six, eight houses a, a month in those offices, we're gonna be doing just fine. Now that's not our goal. Our 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 goal is
2: Oh, well, now our goal is to be the number one real estate team in each one of those expansion teams and my in those markets. Why why would that not be our goal?
0: <laughs> yeah, so, Yeah.
2: Yeah. And you know, I think it's yeah, we we um There's, I think, there's a different philosophy out there where it says, "Hey, if you just go in there and and you're wildly average, that's a good thing." Um, Mike and I, and this is different than a lot of people. We don't, we're not going to do that. I don't think it's fair to the expansion team leader. I don't think it's fair to the team members on the team in those cities to not know, like, for them to hear or think that you're not all in. We're all in, and we want to be the number one real estate team in Columbus, Ohio, and Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, And you know, that's you know, and if you know, shoot for the stars and shoot for the moon and land on the stars,
0: you know? Like- <laughs> so you do these regular meetings, right? On go to meeting. Right. And do you come up with like a new topic and give a lecture each time? Or can you walk us through like the itinerary or walk us through the meeting agenda and, and how you conduct these meetings and what you do during them?
2: And I don't. I don't think it's going to shock anyone. It's very similar to probably most people's off brokerages. They have office meetings for the brokerage. We just do it. Um, but being that Mike and I were both realtors in brokerage offices, we found a lot of times that were not valuable because it was um, just touching on subjects. But we we really like to um, create value in everything we do in these team meetings as well. So we really try to find subjects and educational points that will kind of. Um, keep our team coming back to us for that education and that knowledge. So I guess to answer your question, we start out, we uh, introduce the agenda. We uh, usually have somebody of value, a sales partner that we have. So a title company, a mortgage company, you know, um, when Dodd-Frank came out, then Trid, et cetera, you know, that's going to be the, they're going to buy, Quite frank, they always buy us food and lunch, <laughs> so there's also value in that. Providing food for the for the team, realtors love commission and and money, or mm-hmm. and food. I'm sorry, <laughs> money and food. Those are the two things you can always count on being of value. And
0: but you're filming it too, so the expansions right. can watch it, right? Yeah, okay.
2: exactly. Yeah. So and then we go into um, so they go through something of value there. Then we go through the numbers to make sure everybody knows where we are and where we're headed and what our goals are. It's important that the whole team has the collective vision so that we can hit our goal. That we usually pick two subjects that have. We have the administrative
1: moment. uh, I'm sorry,
2: administrative moment, where the administrators who um, are managing through 870 real estate transactions in a 12 month period. If there's challenges that the administrators have, they need to make those known. People filling out paperwork a certain way, etc. Um, and then we go. We usually have two topics that have just kind of in the la- in the two weeks since the last meeting have just been on top of mind and in in, in our face that are extremely valuable for the team to understand. So, those, so I, those
1: vary. So I sort of get up and talk about this last time I was talking about setting clients' expectations on inspections since we were dealing with a lot of bad inspections last week. Um, so how to how to set your client expectations so that we're not getting to that point where there's 28 things on that on that report or. Or talking about the value of open houses, talking about, all right, you all told me that you were increasing your business. Um, have I seen uh, an increase in open houses? It's still a valuable thing. We talked about that. And the beautiful thing is is that, is that our team is so large that people contribute too. So it's just not me talking. It's other leaders on the team. It's younger agents asking questions. There's a real dialogue as opposed to just a monologue um, because everybody wants to grow and everyone's looking looking for that. One of the other things we do is once a month, if we hit our goal, we give away a MacBook Air and a raffle. Oh, cool. And and we've now given away... I don't even know. Like 24, (laughs) 25 straight MacBook Airs. You can go to our YouTube channel and see that if you want. (laughs) Right. Okay. And the the idea is that... But here's the other thing, and this is an important piece. Our administrators are also eligible to receive to be in that in that raffle our
0: oh runners, that's awesome yeah
1: our runners are the lady who puts the signs in is is eligible um the the administrators because they're part of the team it's never about just the agents it's about everybody and i think that people are more excited when the administrators win it just
0: yeah because sure because they they probably don't, don't have one and they could really appreciate it
1: so we do we do we do things like that we we try to create an environment where everyone's excited about coming to the meeting, now, everyone can't come and like I said earlier, people live fifty five miles away, seventy five miles away, and forty five miles away. So having the go to meeting actually works really well for us so they can get on and and and, and, and also participate and ask questions through the, the moderator of the go to meeting. So that's pretty much what the meetings are.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, listen, guys, this has been an incredible uh, interview. I mean, it's very enlightening. It's good to see someone who's doing it hands on and, and hear exactly how it's going and how you're doing it. And I'm excited for your success. I'm excited that, you know, in the two years span since we met the first time that uh, you have pretty much doubled and, and it's very exciting. So, you know, I'll give you the last word. Anything you want to say to our rock star nation before you sign off?
1: If you're building a team, do it in a way that maximizes your team members' ability to grow as realtors. If they, as they grow, we grow leaps and bounds. Take that approach. It seems like it's sort of intuitive, but it's not about how much more commission I can grab from every individual.
2: It's about making them better realtors, make them better realtors and you will flourish. And what Mike's talking about is being a giver. So whether you're starting a team, building a team or on a team, Every day, focus on what you can do for someone else, not what's happening to you. Well, what's my split? What? Well, how many leads am I getting? If you're asking those questions, you're a taker. Um, focus on giving, and I promise you, your life will become better and more profitable and more valuable. You'll just you'll see success that you never knew existed. But only if you focus on other people's needs and desires and wants and help them fulfill their goals.
0: Wow, Mike, Greg, you guys are true rock stars. Thanks again for coming on.
2: We loved it. Thanks Thank a lot, you. Pat.
0: Thanks so much, guys, for listening to Pat Hyben Interviews Real Estate Rockstars. Please don't forget that if you go to hybendigital.com, we have tons and tons of resources that you could use for free to help you make more commissions selling real estate. Every episode is on there, over 350, and there's a search bar that you could just type in the name of the episode, the number of the episode, or any category or keyword that you want, like Visbos, expired, expansion teams, buyer agents, whatever, and episodes will come up that match that. Another thing you could really help me out with is you can go to iTunes and give me a five-star review there. The more reviews I get, the higher in the rankings I climb, and the better guests I'll be able to get for your listening pleasure. Thanks again so much for listening, and don't forget, every episode, write down two or three things and put them to work, make them part of your goal setting, and make it happen. I'd love to hear from you. Please reach out. We're on Twitter, at Pat Hyben. We're on Instagram, Real Estate Rockstar Podcast, and we're all over Facebook on Six Steps to Seven Figures. And Pat Hyben interviews real estate rock stars and don't forget if you want to hear more of me my awesome book that is a New York Times bestseller six steps to seven figures is now out on audio just go to audible.com type in Pat Hyben or six steps to seven figures and you can listen to it and of course the paperback and ebooks are also available now at excellent prices have a great day and don't forget Rockstar nation keep rocking